the Advisor Inner Circle podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. I'm here yet again with my friend and co-host, John Curry. Mr. Curry, good to see you. Good to see you, Steve. I notice you're wearing your uh, gator orange shirt there today. I can see you on the computer screen here, you know. I know. I I'll get you one. You look good in orange. I do look good in orange, but I don't want that damn gator on it. Oh, come on now. The way, the way these Seminoles are playing lately, don't you want to come over and hang out with the cool kids? Uh, you know what? I don't even watch the games hardly anymore. I'll turn the television on occasionally. I just, I had to bust your chops a little bit there, you know. Well, may, maybe maybe we can send this over to uh, the Florida State football team. The, today's topic might be the solution for them. So, Folks, today we're gonna we're actually gonna do a little bit of a book review, um, and this is a topic that I'm not sure that the that the concept is new, but I think it's been articulated more clearly than I've heard it before. Um, and uh, the book that we're gonna kind of talk through today is by Dan Sullivan. You've heard us mention Dan a, a number of times. John and I are both strategic coach clients and big believers in what they do, and. Uh, this is uh, his, I think his latest book, it's called Who Not How. And, um, and, and in general, it's around the idea of, of not thinking about how I'm going to get something done, but thinking about who can get that done for me. And we're going to kind of dive into that. We've talked before, John, about team. And so this kind of fits in with that episode we did earlier about team. So um, th to me, this, this concept has been an absolute game changer over the last six or nine months and actually accelerating. So in the, the 30 days or so since, uh, since you and I started talking about it. So uh, it's been big for me. How about for you? It's been huge. Uh, just this week alone, uh, major breakthroughs have occurred. Uh, something as simple as saying, okay, I need a PowerPoint presentation done. I didn't ask, how do I do that? Who can do that? Because I know I'm not going to do it. Don't want to go near it. I know what I want. I have the folder with the slides in my briefcase so I can go through it and mark the ones I don't want and have somebody else take care of that. But I've gotten really good over the last several years at doing that anyway. Who can do this? But the, the book itself, us talking about it for hours and hours because of uh, riding back from Atlanta together, um, and then applying it is this made a big impact, and we'll get into more of that, especially with team, because as I'm, I, I, let me just share with the group. When you interviewed me going up to Atlanta on September 12th, a month ago tomorrow, we were talking about what's important to me, and what came out of that were two key goals: one, my health and fitness, to con to continue with what I've been doing over the years to go from 284 pounds down to hovering around 232, 234. And secondly, fitness and nutrition, secondly was to build my team. And my, my mantra, my attitude about that was, if I don't take care of myself, then I'm of no value to anyone else. And if I take care of my team, they'll take care of my clients. Because my biggest issue being able to slow down and or retire at some point is then who will serve my clients? Well, I have a team in place where I could be going for a month now, and I know that those clients are taken care of. Now, I've had that for a long time, but I want it where when I'm gone, not only are the clients taken care of, but they're taken care of, and I'm making new money. That's what I've been working on. So as we, I'm not quite sure how you want to start covering this, because you made some major breakthroughs that I want 
you to share because I'm convinced that people listening would learn a whole lot from you that they can apply because you're not in the same business. Yeah, well, as you know, we, we never approach these things with any sort of a plan. We're just sort of feeling our way through it. So, um, yeah, it's been huge for me. Um, just asking the question instead, because my normal response to any project that I want to do, any goal I set for myself is, okay, well, how are we going to do that? I mean, always. And then I'd get stumped sometimes mm -hmm. because I didn't Same have, because yeah, I didn't have the capability to do it. Right. Um, a great example is, uh, this, the, the podcast tour that I'm on. So we we're doing something that, um, we're calling the unstoppable podcast tour of 2019. In fact, I think I'm going to get t-shirts made up and send it out to all of the podcast hosts who've had us on. And, um, and, uh, I've done since, uh, since September 30th of last year, actually, no, I take that back. We signed the contract with the company that, that was our who September 30th. We actually started in like November 11th, uh, or 12th of last year. I've done 52 podcast episodes on other people, interviews on other people's podcasts as a way to get exposure. Um, and I had wanted to do something like that. I'd wanted to, to use that as a way to, to create PR and lead generation and all this for our business for a while, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to go about reaching out to them. I didn't have a list of those people. And, um, you know, and I first got exposed to this idea of who, not how, and that was the first time that I really asked that question. And I'd met a guy at a conference about two years before who was in the business of booking people, you know, business owners on podcasts. So I immediately, just connected the dots when I heard this and said, yeah, I want to do that. He's going to be my who. And I got him on the phone and he walked me through the process and I had to spend a little bit of money, but you know what, here I am a year later and I've accomplished that goal. And all I had to do was show up and do the interviews. I didn't have to think about any of the rest of it. Can I challenge you on something? Absolutely. Or may I, or can I, I know I can, but may I, your choice of words there. I had to spend some money. At breakfast, you made the comment. You're right. I said, <laughs> I'm about, okay, I'm going to throw it right back on you. Are you ready? Yeah. He doesn't know He doesn't know what I'm about to do to him. He thinks he does. <laughs> so at breakfast, you said the biggest problem with who, and I wrote this down. I put quotes, Scott, and you had to get the chance to use it against you. <laughs> you said, sometimes it's painful because I've got to pay someone to do the how. Remember that? Exactly. So here's what I would challenge you on. You use the word spend. You did not spend any money. You invested right. some money. And it has paid huge dividends for you. And it's a mindset. People, words are powerful. The words we choose to use will either empower us or disempower us. It will either energize us or take our energy away. So I wanted to pick on you and use that. So. Well, I'm glad you did. Um, and uh, I, I appreciate you setting me up even for the last couple of hours, knowing that you had that. And I didn't even know it, but, um, but that's exactly it is that the immediate thought is I'm going to have to spend some money to get somebody to do this. And then I have to have the conversation. No, this is an investment. What do I expect that return to be? When do I expect that return to occur? And now I've reframed the whole thing and I can actually make a more realistic decision about it because when I only look at it from the perspective of I have to spend some money, 
then it's, it's money going out the window. But I'll tell you with, so with the, with the podcast tour, yes, I did have to put some money out to begin with. And all along over the last year, you know, it's X amount of dollars every time they book me on one. Right. And however, that money has come back to me in multiples. It came back to me within three months. I doubled my investment. So where else could I have put that money? I didn't even put the whole thing in. So I invested about 15% of what I ultimately have invested over the course of the whole year. I had invested about 15% before I got back twice the amount that I was going to invest the whole year. Which is a powerful concept. So let's, let's talk about that a minute because it applies in other areas. The hardest part is simply taking action. Uh, another one of his books, he talks about commitment, courage, capability, and confidence, the four C's. So we'll tie this together here for a second. You can't find the who until you're clear on what it is you want. Can we agree with that? Yes. So we've all been guilty, and I catch myself occasionally doing the same thing. Okay, how can I do this? How do we get it done? Now, I'm fortunate because I have a team around me. I don't have to ask that question very often. It's a matter of, okay, my who is Jay, Audie, Debbie, April. I've got the who's. You know, now we're adding another who when we get into that, talking about adding to the team, if you want to cover that today. I don't know if, you, if that's appropriate, but if it is, sure. we'll jump into that. But the, the, the key comes down to having clarity on what it is you want, number one. Because if you don't have clarity, or as Simon Sinek says, start with why. If you're not clear on what you want to do and why, I don't know if it matters if you know how to do it or, or you have the who. <laughs> well, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that clarity is 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 the key and let's take this to another level. Okay. okay. So the, the breakthrough that I had with, with this concept was when I realized after doing this a few times that, cause I've, I've now used this in a number of areas. So we had an accounting issue, not, it wasn't a bad issue. It just, I didn't really have that part of the business handled as well as I wanted it to. So I thought, who can I get to do it? And I went and got somebody to do it. And, and I invested a little bit, a little bit of money, but now that's totally taken care of. I don't even hardly think about it, but it's gone from something that I worried about because it wasn't squared away to something I think about for about 20 minutes a month. And it's a hundred percent squared away, you know? So I've applied this in a number of different areas, John, and where it kind of got my thinking to another level was that I be, I've become uh, uh, I've begun to see my role. If I can get my tongue untied here, I've become to see my <laughs> begun to see my role uh, as the my role in the business is to have the idea to think it up, right? To get clear on whether or not the idea is something that I want to do, to then communicate why that idea is important. Mm -hmm. to my team and to the people, you know, why it should be important to the, the people like in the case of when I'm working with an external team, you know, uh, you, some people might call them a vendor. I don't look at it that way. I look at them. Uh, they're just an extended part of the team. Why it would be important to them to have this relationship with me and do this. And I think through all of that and sort of get sold on the fact that this is absolutely what we need to do. It's the right thing. And I get clear on what it needs to look like. And then my job is done. 
And now I go to the who with all of that clarity and then they can deliver that, that result to me. So my job is to dream up the result that I want and get really clear on it. I don't care how it gets done. And then I go find the person and actually you don't even find them. What I've begun to discover is they just appear when well, you've had the thought, they just sort of appear and that sounds really weird and all that, but, uh, but that's what's happened. And then now I get to go get it done. And all I have to do is have the idea, have the clarity and make an investment. That's powerful. That is powerful. Let's talk about uh, early days in the career because some people are listening to this and say, that's very nice. You guys have a team around you to do all that stuff. Well, I'm gonna, I, I thought about something that occurred back in 1978, May of 1978 to be exact. I hired a young lady, a high school senior. Her mother was a client and she uh, made a comment to her one day over lunch. I said, I need some help just doing basic stuff, filing and things like that. She says, well, you know, my daughter gets out of school and she comes here every day and she'll sit and wait for me. And then we, we, we ride home together. Yeah. Why don't you consider hiring her? I said, well, good idea. Let's chat. So next that day, very day when she came in, she brought her over to me. She one building over from her and we talked and I hired her. Now everyone around me, everyone, the general agent, manager, supervisors, whatever you want to call them. Everybody says, you don't need to be wasting your money hiring somebody. We, you know, we have, we have, we call them secretaries, but I think we have secretaries, not assistants. I said, yeah, but that, that, those people are not dedicated to me. And I'm busy. I got, I was seeing five or six people a day way back then. So what she did for me was she would get everything organized. She would do filing, whatever needed to be done, she'd take care of it. She'd call people and confirm the appointments. That saved me a ton of time. So I knew what needed to be done. I knew how to do it. I'd been doing it. But I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. So I hired her. She only worked two hours a day, you know, four days a week. And then later I realized the value of that. So I started building my team. Hired a person full-time, had a part-time person. Then I decided one day the next phase was, no, I, will, I will never be without two full-time people. Because if one is sick or the kids are sick or something's going wrong, I got back at it. Now to the one I have three full-time people. And I don't want less than three. I don't want 15 or 20 either. I want as many as it takes to get the job done. But um, now I find myself because one of the three went part-time, so we're now interviewing for the other person. We think we found the, the next two. But we're very specific about what we need and want and what we're looking for. So that's an example going way back to 1978 and then later in 1982 when I hired two full-time people. And I'll give you another example. It just popped up my head while telling those, those stories. I remember one night on a Friday night, about nine o'clock, a friend calls me. He said, can you play golf tomorrow? I need a fourth person. The, the guys that I'm playing with, the, the, the two owners of the company, I think they'd be good prospects for you in potential business. I said, well, yes. And I plan to cut my grass. So I said, yes. I called a friend whose son was cutting grass to raise money to go to college. I said, is your son still mowing grass to, to raise money for college? He said, yes. I said, can he do it tomorrow? He said, hang on. So he gave the phone to his son. Son says, yes. Now, when they pull in, I'm putting my golf clothes in the trunk of my car. And the father comes over and says, wait a minute. 
what are you doing? Are you, you're going to pay my son to cut the grass. You got a lawnmower right there, a riding mower, and you're going to go play golf and you're going to pay him to cut the grass. I said, yes, I've got to run. When you guys are done, when you come back over this afternoon, we'll have a little pool party. We'll cook some burgers and hot dogs and I'll talk to you about it. He says, perfect. So we're sitting around the pool, in the pool actually. He says, explain to me why the hell you paid my son $150 to cut this four acres of land, grass, and you went out and paid that much more to play golf. I said, well, what I did is I bought some time. People say you can't get more time. That's not true. I can buy time all day long. I can buy your time. And I do buy your time. I buy your time, your energy, and your talent every month that I pay you to do the things that you do for us. Agreed? Yes. I don't know how to do the podcast, but I know who does, Steve Gordon and your team. So way back then, I realized that I can trade my money for other people's time, energy, and talent. And that buys me the time freedom to go do what I want to do, which might be flit around the pool, drinking a bourbon or a scotch and smoking a cigar while I'm flitting around. Or it might mean I go play golf with some people who, by the way, they did become good clients. Uh, the rate of return on that morning was, you know, in the thousands of percent because it cost me a hundred dollars to play golf and my commissions were over 20 grand. So I rest my case on that. So instead of saying I have to do this or how do I do this? Ask the question, do I want to do it? Number one. And if I want that done, who can do it for me instead of me? And I've got friends, I'm thinking of three guys right now. They're great do it yourselfers, but they're costing themselves a ton of money because they will just, at the drop of a hat, go do stuff that could pay someone $15, $20 an hour for for their time. Yeah, I, I see this, John, with, with a lot of professionals. I actually see it with an awful lot of advisors, and I think it's part of it is the way that the, the business is structured just in general. That, um, you, you know, a lot of times, you know, the advisor won't, won't perceive that, that they are their own business and, and you really are. And, you know, what's different about that is when I'm working with other entrepreneurs in, in other industries, not always, I mean, if, if they're in a professional service, they tend to want to do more themselves, but if they're in other sorts of businesses, the, the tendency is to say, all right, I'm the business owner and there's stuff that they do, but they tend to go, go to building a team more quickly and are more comfortable with that because they sort of understand that their role is, is to be the leader. It's, I think, harder when you're in a profession where you're, you're both the business owner and, to a large degree, you're the product. Well, let's talk about that. It, it, it's very, very prevalent. The number one industry, in my mind, that that's prevalent is in the real estate business. Hmm. Most realtors that I know have no personal life. You know, I, I've had people sitting here at this conference table with me, uh, and they'll take three phone calls. And when that happens, usually the first one I'll say, you know, can we turn the phones off? But the most egregious one, the lady took three phone calls. I got up and walked out. I was gone 30 minutes, and she didn't even realize what I was, I'd left the room. She was so busy on the calls. And then she was tracking me down, and I came back, and I thought we had an appointment. Me too. He took three phone calls. Obviously, this wasn't important. But the, the key is, though, that that lady 
Do I want to shed everything herself? And we're taught that from the standpoint in sales, I have to do everything myself. Thankfully, I learned at a very young age that that's just not accurate. You don't care. You truly don't care who does the service for you. You just want it done. You want it done correctly and in a timely manner. I don't have to do it. I have to have people on the team who can do it for you. <laughs> right. So looking at that, uh, at the book, who not how, and looking at the table of contents, the, the, the introduction is titled changing the question. And I think for folks listening, that's probably the first thing to take away from this is when you're approaching some new big goal or some, uh, you know, some project, something you want to accomplish, instead of asking, how do you want to get it done? Switch the question and ask who can do this for me? What do I want? And then who can do it? Um, and I, I think that's for me now, that's the fundamental trigger is when I start asking, how am I going to get this done? I, tr I try and stop myself as quickly as I can and catch that thinking and change it and ask, okay, well, who, who can, who's the resource here? Who knows how to do this already that I can lean on? Um, and, you know, John, I shared with you this morning, that's not just people on my team or, um, or on the extended team of, of companies that, you know, we work with to get things done. Um, we've applied this to clients. So if I want to get, if I want to get our business to the next level, who are the clients that are going to take the business to the next level for me? Because I can't do it without them. I have to have those who's. Yeah. Who do you want to work with? Right. So I think it's helpful in a lot of different ways. Uh, and, and then in, uh, I'm just going to jump around here a little bit. Um, he talks about procrastination as wisdom in chapter three. And um, I don't know how, how you've viewed that. I've kind of reframed how I think about procrastination and again, used it as sort of a, a trigger. If there's something that I'm, not moving on and it's something that I know will be good for the business or know that will be good for me. Uh, that almost again becomes a trigger for, okay, there's something here that's blocking me. And now I need to go back and ask that question. Who, not how. True. Because and I agree with you. When I read that chapter, the first thing hit me was, okay, the reason I'm procrastinating on some of these projects is because I'm still looking for the how case in point. Our email course, you and I were talking about this morning. It, it's, it's been a pretty, you know, this is less than a month that April and I sat down to, and she gets the credit for it because she said, I want us to have something we can send out to literally thousands and thousands of people and announcing that we have this and they can go at their own leisure and do a series of six different little courses, mini courses. And I said, I agree totally, let's do it. So I had the content, had the experience. She has a technical side, so she put it together and, and getting better and better at her copywriting. So you take the two, and so I guess both of us were the who to one degree, but she took it and ran with it. If you waited on me to do all that, to figure out how to do it, uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to be dead or 100 years old because it wouldn't get done. But that's a good example of I procrastinated because I didn't know how to do it. And then once she and I discussed it and we got clear that we did want to do it, she took the ball and ran with it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, let's let's talk a little bit about your your first book and and maybe a little bit about the book that that you're about to do. Um, if you had had to actually sit down and write your first book, how how long do you think it would have taken you to get it out the door? Well, we published that. It was released in December 2009. This is 10 years later. Probably still be working on it. Right. <laughs> so I how did you... Someone help me do it. I was going to say, how did you approach that? You got I a who? Hired, I went and got my who. Uh, our, our good friend and Marjorie. And I said, Marjorie, you have the skill. Uh, you need money. Uh, I got some money. I don't have the skill. I'll trade you my money for your skill. <laughs> and she right. says, I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, and and you're about to do it again, and and I I know that uh, a lot of folks out there are sitting wrestling with projects like that where they think they can't possibly get it done, and and you're right, you won't ever get it done on your own because you don't know how, um, and you you may not have the capability to do it, but thinking about who has that capability and then getting plugged into that is well, a way to get this stuff to accelerate. Let me challenge that. They may know how, they may be perfectly able and do it themselves, but at what cost? So even if you know how to do it and you can do it, maybe you shouldn't do it. Maybe you should pay someone to do it. We talked this morning and I made a comment about how many personal economies I support and you support. Yeah, could we do it ourselves? Yes. I have people weekly who say, well, you don't need all the people you have on your team. Okay, who should I fire? And I go, I don't know. Of course you don't know. You don't even know what the hell they do. So why would you make that comment? It's not a matter of what I need. You taught me this one day and made me mad down in uh, <laughs> Winter Park about. <laughs> one day we'll tell that story. Let's tell it now. Warning what you want, because I think it fits. I made a comment about something. I started justifying it to Steve. And he goes, hey, either you want it or you don't. Want what you want. And that, that, my, yeah. I believe that was Dan's first book. In that, 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 that's, that's the abbreviated version of it, folks. He was walking up and down Winter Park, uh, Park Avenue in Winter Park, Florida, which is a, a, a rather exclusive and affluent area, whining about something he wanted to buy that, that he was perfectly within his capability. And I, after about three blocks, I got tired of listening to him whining about it. And we just stopped and I said, just shut it. And if you want it, buy it. And That's right. And, and you I did. went and bought the damn thing, didn't I? And you did, yeah, to your credit. Yeah. Thank you for that. Even though you were mean to me and brutal. It's terrible. Well, sometimes I gotta fight with you. <laughs> so um you know, let's talk a little bit about what what has happened for both of us because we've both been applying these ideas. Um, and, and I'll I want to recommend that everybody go go to strategiccoach.com. Um I don't know where it is on their website, but you'll find a link where you can buy the book. It's inexpensive. Save this under knowledge products. Under knowledge products. And you may be able to get it on Amazon too. I don't know, but buy the book, read it. I think it's, it's one of the best books I've read in the last couple of years. And uh, I want to talk a little bit, John, about what's happened for both of us since, I mean, and it's only really been a month or so that we've both put a focus on this concept and, and we're using it to go to another level. And so uh, what, what's happened for me, and I was telling you this morning, you know, we went from a position where, um, you know, we kind of gotten inwardly focused, fixing some of our processes and getting our team in place. Um, and 
uh, and hadn't really focused as much on lead generation and creating new opportunities. Uh, and, and our pipeline had gotten a little bit soft. Um, but in the last three and a half weeks, as I was telling you this morning, we got enough opportunities on the table that, that if just a small percentage of them close, we'll grow the business by 25% over the next six weeks. Awesome. You know, and if, if we close them all and I don't, you know, I'm sure that probably won't happen. Somebody will fall out somewhere along the way, but if we closed them all, we double the business in the next six weeks. And I credit a lot of that to this idea because I started freeing myself up to be able to think about how are we going to solve this challenge that we have right now of not having enough opportunities in the pipeline. And I came up with some damn good strategies, things I already knew, but we executed on them really quickly. I didn't execute on them. I came up with the idea. I envisioned the idea. I came up with the message and my team then executed on it. And all of a sudden opportunities are just coming out of the woodwork. And you said something funny to me. And I said, we hadn't even implemented half of the stuff that we, that we know we're going to implement. And you said, well, that doesn't matter. It's just because you made the decision and you sort of sent out the, the signals and, and things start showing up. And so it's got a dramatic impact for us. Um, and, uh, and I know it has for you as well. I mean, you're, I, it's, it's funny because you're already at an extremely high level and then you'll get this look in your eye. We'll be, you know, having breakfast or having a bourbon or something. Uh, we don't often do bourbon at breakfast, but, um, <laughs> but you'll look at me and you'll get this kind of little crossways look and a little grin. And you're like, I'm, I'm going to take it to another level and damned if you don't do it. Um, you know, sometimes you, you, uh, you look at what you're doing and think, is there another level beyond that? Sure enough, there is. So how's the experience been for you? Well, I will tell you, I'm going to tell you how I apply it in a totally different arena just made a huge difference just after talking to you this morning. Um, as you know, I went over to my CPA's office and then on the way here, I, I called and arranged the who. Remember the exercise person I told you I wanted to get? Right. Uh, I called her manager. She said, I'll, I don't feel comfortable giving her name and number. I will talk with her and have her call you. But I know for a fact she's interested. I said, perfect. So for me, folks, what I was looking for is I want to improve my flexibility. I'll be 67 in two months. I've been working on my strength training pretty good there, but I want to make sure that as I continue to age, that I have flexibility that I've lost a lot of. So uh, I think I'm going to end up having hired this lady so she can help me either with yoga, Pilates, or a combination of the two. And that's her specialty. Because she's teaching classes, but she's not making enough money in those classes, Steve. So and I was talking with the manager. I said, okay, so how about I hire her two times a week? And she said, well, I'm sure she'd love that because she's trying to expand and create a business. I said, well, have her call me because I have the desire, I have the money, and she has the knowledge and knows how to do it. So that's an example that's not even business related. I don't know how to do that stuff. I don't know how to do it, period. But I, I've done it before because of individual classes I've been in at conferences or something. But if I find the right who, who can work with me on the time schedule I want to work, I'll gladly, I'll gladly make that investment because that's an investment that goes back to my number one goal, which is what? My health and fitness. And I close one, that's one A, one B is to build my team. Well, so I've got this team of people to help me take care of my fitness and my nutrition. 
Well, I, I think this is a, this is a muscle that you exercise. So if you really want to elevate your performance in business, in, in my mind, this, this who not how concept is, is like a muscle that you have to continue to exercise and develop. And so, you know, for folks who are maybe starting out, but you're not ready to, you know, to go hire a whole team, figure out how you can start small. True. You don't need a whole team. What you need is one person at a time until you build what you really need. But I'm going to go full circle on something because I know we've only got maybe another five minutes or so, maybe 10 max. But I want to talk about going back to this uh, painful because you have to pay someone. I had two things happen in the last two weeks that really got my attention. One was with a client. One was with an advisor. I had an advisor who was insisting on picking my brain constantly. And I, and I told him, I said, look, I, I don't do a lot of coaching or consulting, but if, I, but if you want help with this, here's the price. Well, you, you think that I'd ask him for $100,000. I asked him for five. I said, if you want a day of consulting, $5,000, here's what I'll do. Um, but he, his attitude was, I'm not willing to pay anything. I just want it for free. And I said, I'll, I'll give you the free. You're, you're my friend. I'll help you out. But if you want the other part, you know, you got to pay because you won't even appreciate it. Client situation, prospective client. Had a gentleman. This was uh, two weeks ago. He's now came back this week. We'll do business. But he kind of turned his nose up at the idea of paying a fee for the planning. And I said, well, if you don't pay the fee, how do we have a relationship? How do I know where to start? You've got to find out what your situation is. He said, well, why don't you just do what everybody else does in your business? You do all the work, and then if I need something, I'll buy from you. And I said, that's exactly why I don't do it that way. Because see, what happens is you're expecting me to do all the work. You get all the benefits. So you want me to do all the work, report to you my findings. Therefore, you get my experience, hopefully some wisdom, of 45 years. What do I have for so now I have to go into sales mode and push you to buy a product in order to get paid for my time. So you're not going to like it because I'm pushing you to buy a product. So you don't like it. I don't like it because I have to. So it's a lose-lose. So he left in a huff. And he and his wife got to talking about it. And he says, you know what? That is the best approach. So he came back in and we're, now we're going to do business. Because... Once he thought it through, he realized that I was the right person to be his who. Because I, I use that example. I said, look, do you know how to do this? He said, no, I do. My team and I know exactly how to do this. We've done this thousands of times. No exaggeration, thousands of times. So let us be your who. But you don't work for free, neither are we. So you can use the same concept in having a conversation with a client or prospective client or a vendor as people like to call them, I like to call them my partners. Just have the conversation. You know how to do this. I don't. Let me buy some of your time, and you do it for me. It, it, it'll, change, it'll change your, your whole mindset about how you get things done. Absolutely. And like I said, I, I really think this is a muscle. The more you exercise it, even if you do it in small ways, and even if you do it in ways that are outside your business to begin with, 
the more you do it and you exercise this muscle, you create this capability where you're comfortable making these investments, the faster you'll accelerate. Absolutely. I, I want to make a comment about something else you said this morning. You were talking about, um, I can't remember just the, all the details, of it, and you made a comment about that very thing, that if there's something you really want to do, if you want to accelerate it, find somebody and pay them because that frees up your time and your mental space to do other things. You want to elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that for me, the – the most value that I can bring to my business and the most value that I can bring to my clients is for me to be thinking about what's going to move the needle for them. Okay. Ultimately we get paid for helping our clients grow their businesses. You know, you get paid for helping your clients have a, a feeling of comfort and security around their retirement. Uh, and if I'm not thinking about that all the time, then I'm not really creating any value for them. But I can't think about it and I can't think about it deeply if I'm running around busy doing nonsense. So I got to have a way to free up my time to be able to do that. And it was really profound, you know, so we came back from, from our workshop a month ago and, uh, or just shy of a month ago. And I had, because I had gotten some stuff off of my plate and, and had other who's taking care of it, I had like two and a half free days in a single week where I didn't have anything on the calendar. I didn't have any project work due. Wasn't responsible for anything, you know, any deliverables during that time. And so I just escaped, man. I went to Starbucks and I went to, to Lucky Goat, another local coffee place here. And, um, and I just sat there and I'd draw little sketches and ideas and things. And then finally something clicked and it was a missing link in what we'd been offering our clients. And I realized we're, we're selling them short. There's actually another thing that they need. And the great thing about that is it opened up a whole new revenue opportunity, which we were already making money off of um, just in the few weeks since then. But if I hadn't freed myself up to be able to do that thinking, I never would have seen that opportunity. We would have continued to underserve our clients and shortchange ourselves. And now they're going to get even better results from investing with us. I mean, it's just going to be great for everybody, but that wouldn't have happened had I not been able to free myself up to do that thinking. I totally agree. Although, uh, I remember one time doing something very similar back in 1994, shared it with Dan. He says, you just gave a great example of turning a beautiful free day into a focus day or, or a buffer day. <laughs> well, these weren't free day. They weren't intended to be free days, you know, following, following his time system. Um, these were, these were really, uh, you know, call them buffer days. I almost would call them focus days because I was developing, I, agree. Um, I would just use, you use the word free. So I was going to right. say, but what you meant was you were freed up. They were not my, true free days to go for my, right. My schedule wasn't crowded. And so, um, that's something that I learned early on too. Um, you know, I used to 20 years ago, I would have, I would have uh, seven appointments a day and then a, a breakfast, two in the morning, lunch, two in the afternoon, and maybe even an evening. And I learned, many years ago, probably 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I guess, that I didn't want to do that anymore. 10, 12, 2, and 4. 
and my breakfast appointments are few and far between. You, you and I have breakfast more in a year than I, than I do with anybody else combined. Because I find that I don't want to be seeing clients on Fridays on do what we're doing here. These are almost always done on the Friday, folks. Um, but I, I know we got to get off here in a few minutes because you got another commitment. But um, I would like for you, before we get in this, just talk just a wee bit about how you've been helping other advisors in your consultations to take this run with. Well, I mean we help them in a lot of different ways. I mean, oftentimes we're the who for them when they can get the, their mindset to the point where they're willing to, you know, to invest in themselves and get a who. Um, and so we might be the who for their podcasts. You know, we do yours, we do others. Uh, we might be the who for creating a book for them. A lot of people struggle to write a book. I still believe, and I know you do as well. It's probably one of the cornerstones of effective marketing for any professional. Um, and it's a powerful, powerful asset that you can create. And they're not that expensive to create, but most people won't do it because it takes them forever. So we're their who in that case. Um, you know, oftentimes we're the who for their marketing message. You know, they, it's funny, but it's really hard to come up with a marketing message. I, heck, I even struggle with it for our own business sometimes because I'm too close, but I can look at somebody else's and in a heartbeat, I know exactly where the value is and how to communicate it. And, and sometimes when you're, you know, where they say, if you're, if you're inside the, the can, you can't read the label. Yeah. If you're inside the glass, you can't, you can't read the label. Yeah. Inside, so inside I mean, you know, so sometimes we're the who that stands outside the jar and reads in the label and then helps them communicate it. I just want to point something out in the future. When you have trouble with that, you'll just give me about a $25,000 check. I'll help you determine your marketing message. How's that? Yeah, absolutely. It's in the mail. <laughs> Go check your mailbox. It's probably there already. Uh, I love you, man. Yeah, absolutely. So um, anyway, that, so yeah, that's, that sometimes we're the who you're the who for me in, in a lot of uh, important areas of my life around money. Um, and I, I think it's important to have those folks. So John, this has been great. I hope everybody got value out of it. Um, go get the book, who, not how, um, at strategiccoach.com or I, I, I'm sure you can probably find it on Amazon as well. Um, I, I think it'll change how you approach building your business. And, uh, John, always a pleasure. I always learn something when we uh, get together and do these. And so glad we did it again. I want to make uh, one comment you said this morning that I thought was powerful. We should repeat again. And that is we're doing this because it energizes us. We were kind of lamenting of that next Friday we can't do it because your schedule's full. And I had cleared my calendar. I was available and I realized I don't have a clear calendar because something personal going on. But we were guys, we were we were like, oh wow. Uh, we don't like missing these because we get energized, we have fun. Um, and we hope you enjoy it. But if you don't enjoy it, we do. <laughs> well, not only that, I mean I just from a few of the conversations you and I had, I'm going to make an extra hundred grand in the, in these interviews, in the episodes, I'm going to make an extra hundred grand before the end of the year. So, um, likewise, yeah, I'll keep doing it for that reason alone, selfishly. And, and I hope everybody else can do the same from these, but, uh, but it's been worthwhile for me. So good to see you again, my friend. Peace. And, uh, can't wait till we get to do this again.